Good evening, everybody, and welcome. We have another great episode tonight of Let's Talk Air Guns, and it's a special episode. Before we get started, I want to say thank you to the folks that are making this happen. So I want to say thank you to Airgun Pro Shop. You guys know that I used to own Airgun Pro Shop. I sold it to Tyler and Heidi, and they are doing a great job with it. They were here for Airgun Expo. Uh, Tyler was here for three days, and we had a ball. And really quickly, before we get too far going, I want to let you guys, or I want to remind you guys, you got to check out their ready-to-go packages. So uh, one of the frustrating things you have, at least I did when I was first starting out, is I didn't know what went with what when I was buying an air gun. And it's really no fun when you order stuff, you get it in, you think you're going to go out, you're going to go shooting, have a good time, and then realize you're missing that stupid little freaking end on your fill probe, and now you can't fill your gun, you can't shoot. That is very frustrating. Now, when you get something ready to go from Airgun Pro Shop, those types of frustrations are completely taken out of the equation. So I want to just remind you guys, check them out, airgunproshop.com. You can get everything in the box where you put it together yourself, or if you want them to put everything together for you, they'll do that as, as well. You can take it out of a hard shell case, air it up, ammo it up, and then go right and start punching paper or hunting or whatever it is you want to do. They'll get you set up right from the beginning. So we're going to talk about them a little bit more as we get into the show. But today's show or tonight's show is special because we have a special guest. We have Mark from Cap Arms here. We're going to kick over to him in just a minute. If you guys remember Aragon Expo, the last day, um, I had not shot the Dragon Claw the cap dragon, as they call it. Now, this is the Dragon Claw, which is a favorite air gun of mine. It's a gun that inspired me to get into air gunning. It was it was like the holy grail. Good evening, good evening, everybody. I see you guys coming on here. It was a holy grail for me. I I, it was, I just couldn't imagine a 50 cal air gun, and I love my factory Dragon Claw. I'm I love it. It's great, and we're going to talk about this as we go on here. But one of the things with that is that many states have regulations that are requiring a certain caliber or power output, um, and my Dragon Claw doesn't meet that. Well, in comes Cap Arms and what Mark has created, and he's an engineer, um, and he has folks that he works with, and they've created a valve and a system and some upgrades to that gun, which doubles the output power. And I actually have some crony numbers I'll share with you guys. My phone disappeared. There you go. I have some crony numbers that I'll share with you guys that we took during the expo that kind of show you, I mean, real data, uh, what happened. So before uh, before we get too much further into it, because I know we're going to talk about some cool stuff tonight. And uh, if you guys have questions for Mark, um, yeah, chime into the chat and I'll, I'll kick him over his way. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump over here and let me transition here. Mark, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Doing well? Great. Good to see All you. All right. So I've, I've told Mark uh, he's got to talk loud on his end. So we hear him good and loud. So he's he's soft-spoken from what I've been on the phone with him. So we're going to encourage Mark to speak up and talk loudly so we can hear him nice and clear. So first things first, Mark, um, you've engineered something that's pretty stinking cool. Uh, it is and I'm gonna I'm gonna go on my soapbox for just a minute. It's a conversation we've had. Um, I when I first started in air guns back in the day, there the way we got more power was you put more air in it and hit the valve harder. I mean that was. Uh, there's a lot of people that do that same today. I mean that's the that's a lot of times the prevailing thought, right? You 
if you have 3,000, well, you just fill up to 4,000 and you just hit the valve harder. You get more pressure and, and it goes faster, right? I mean, isn't that what a lot of people are doing? Oh, you're asking me. I was asking you, yeah. yeah I was kicking the, was, that. Was yeah. a, I was a handoff all right over to you. There are a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, efforts to add more pressure and stronger springs, heavier hammers. Uh, and you have to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger to cock the gun to to uh, reach those power levels. But uh, at some point in time, you start hurting and breaking things. Um, so we took an approach to uh, make the valve easier to open. Um, in our uh, cap dragons, we use the same factory hammer and spring, so it's easy to cock. And we, we actually modify the hammer slightly. We, we provide four cocking positions um, as opposed to the factory two. So theoretically, the hammer is even lighter than factory, but we still double the power at the same pressure as the factory. Okay, so this, yeah, this was my big question because this was, and I've, I've worked with some other valves. This, you're not the only person that does it, but you're the only person I know that's doing it with the, the Sam Yang class guns, the Dragon Claw. And we have a question, do you do, you do it with the 357? Yes, so the Dragon Claw, Recluse, uh, 909, Light Hunter, the uh, wing shots, all of those guns that have that receiver, that basic receiver, those are all on the table to receive your valve and your upgrade to get a lot more power. And what intrigued me about the system when I, I met, because I met Mark at Shot Show, what three some odd years ago, almost four years ago, right? Because you were at twenty nineteen. Well, or 20 uh, we were at Range Day at twenty twenty. Okay. All right. So it was 2020. I met you then. So I, I met you at 2020. I remember Angie was shooting your gun uh, at, at range day and yeah. I met you down. They had you in the basement somewhere in some back corner, you know, exiled down in the, I'm a newbie at shot show. We'll put you down here, he, yeah. here aisle. And we got to talking and it was my only experience with power mods and upgrades at the at the time was was what I was describing earlier more pressure hit it harder and you started talking about the problem with just generic valves in general and then why your system was so much better and how it took uh, and didn't do it the way I've always seen it but actually it's a brand new you, you engineered something a better mousetrap and you do also some other uh, voodoo magic, wave a magic wand inside the receiver with air paths and all kinds of other things. Um, don't want to get into trade secrets here and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the idea is that it's much better when you're done with it because um, you've, you've just changed the engineering of the gun. So the question I have for you and for the folks here that, that are watching, because we're going to talk some some highbrow techie uh, make your eyes and brain bleed if you if you're if you maybe I mean he's an engineer so who knows what he's going to talk about with molecule size and everything else we'll see but some of the things you were talking about were dealt with the efficiency of the air getting from point A to point B because ideal what you want is you have a reservoir then in this particular gun you have a U-turn you have a 180 and then you got to push that air out with 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 great efficiency, the better the efficiency, the better output. Okay. And most people 
do some things. They try and take the sharp edges out of it and all that stuff. But you go way beyond that with the efficiency as well. So if you can, for us people that didn't go to college or finish college, try and describe, you know, why your valve does what it does and how it does what it does and really how your name came to be because CAP stands for something that is really talks about how your valve does what it does, right? Correct. Okay, so, so let's go. I'm I hand it to you now and I'll only interrupt if if I get really confused. So it's all yours now. Okay. The uh, so we've got a patent issued on our our technology and it stands for constant acceleration pneumatics. So uh, it, most firearms, most air guns, um, the gas is allowed to expand uh, behind the bullet um, and the pressure drops. So your acceleration is not constant throughout the barrel. Um, we control our valves so that the pressure remains uniform from breech to nozzle. This, uh, uh, in engineering terms, increases the area under the curve, allows us to do more physical work on the bullet, um, while it's in the barrel. Um, that's what constant acceleration pneumatics stands for. Um, so it's not just simply a valve in itself, which is, is critical, but it's also the valve timing and control, the motion of the valve, uh, the opening, the duration, and the closing of the valve that allow us to implement constant acceleration pneumatics. So, uh, boy. Um, Mark, let's do this. If you can, uh, and we may get a little feedback when I talk, I need you to go to that setting on your computer and kick your mic boost up to 20%, if you remember what that is. I do. Yeah, let's do that because they're saying they can't hear you, which is what I, I had a concern that might be the case. I've got you turned all the way up, but his input value, volume, guys, is is uh, is low on his side. I think next time we'll have you up, when we have you up, Mark, we may we may make you wear a headset. See, I had to wear one. I think it's only fair he has to wear one. We'll do that next time. <laughs> okay, just one second here. Sure. Um, my... We may get some background noise too, guys. We tried it earlier and it uh, if it may just be a little bit loud. But we're going to do the best we can here so you guys can hear them better. While he's doing that, I'm going to take you guys over real quick to show you. Um, we're just going to zip over to his website real quick. So he has a store. And before we get to that, uh, if anybody's interested in, in Mark's products, we created a profile at Airgun Expo. I'm, I'm showing you guys that because poor Mark, his website, um, he's an engineer, not a web developer. So... The website is in need of some work, and, and we're, we've already talked about how we can maybe help him with that. So if you guys want to have like a more direct link to a Shopify and some other cool stuff, you, you can also see his stuff at our at the Ergon Expo. But if you go there, go to his profile so that you would go to the Ergon Expo and then just click his logo, and it pops up his page. A um, couple things. One, you, you can jump right to his Shopify, which you can buy. Second thing is we have some coupons. So there's coupon code EXPO22 will get you $200 off a full rig. And we have EXPO UPGRADE22, which will give you $100 off an upgrade. If you have uh, any of the guns we talked about, the Recluse, the 909, the, the Dragon Claw, 
the wing shot uh, single tube or double tube, not the double shot, but the, the regular wing shot, um, you, you can get $100 off the upgrade. So I encourage you guys to check that out. Um, you guys can see the videos we've done, other videos he has. And also you can see all the, all the nitty gritty details about the guns. You can also get this at his Shopify. So I want to pull that up real quick. So here's a Shopify website, and this is where you can actually place your order and, and pick one of his guns up. So I encourage you take a look, uh, help him out and go take a look at this stuff. Um, did you find that setting? Uh, <clears throat> I'm having difficulty. I, I'm not the computer. Uh, uh... That's okay. What we're going to have you do is get really close to the screen and talk loud <laughs> and, and make sure you go into your Skype and tell Skype not to automatically adjust your volume. So let's, let's do that. We're going to do the best we can tonight, guys. Sorry about that. Um, Boy, oh, that's the wrong button. I just muted it. Um, <laughs> we hear you. We got you. So you want me to turn noise cancellation off? No, in, in Skype, you have that uh, automatically adjust volume on your Skype under the microphone. And just make sure that's off and your mic's turned all the way up. All right, we're, we're going to do the best we can here, Mark. So don't worry about it. Get get close and talk loud. Now now I can't hear you at all. Is that any better? There, that, let's go with that, okay? All right. Well, yeah, that, I, think that, I think that is better. We're going to get you close. So we have the Mark head on the screen, <laughs> and we have Mark talking loudly. Um Raphael, he's got this, and I think, Raphael, you're, you're on it. He's saying this. He says the volume inside the barrel changes while the pellet moves forward, and there's a relationship between volume and pressure. How can you keep the pressure constant while the volume changes? Well, that's the secret sauce, right? That's part of what allowed us to get a patent. Um, yes. Uh, two things. One is uh, one of the features of our valve is we open two valve or more, two or more valve areas at the same time. Um, uh, most valves open only one port. We open multi-port, uh, so it's a multi-port valve system. Um, so it allows much higher flow, much less resistance through the valve. Uh, and then secondly, um, uh, the, the volume in the barrel is changing. And as long as you have enough uh, flow, you can keep up with the change in the volume, but you have to have very, very unrestricted flow from the high pressure reservoir to maintain the pressure behind the bullet as the volume is changing. Okay, we have another we have another question from Mike. Mike saying, "Are there any sensors required in monitoring the barrel pressure to keep the barrel pressure constant until the bullet leaves the barrel, or is it all in the in the design?" We tune it uh, so that uh, the valve uh, opening, closing, and duration is appropriate for the gun in question. For, so it, it's going to. So no sensors. There's no. There's no electronic sensors. It's all mechanical. It's a, it was is really I think the question. There's nothing. It's not like uh, uh, an Alpha Wolf, Delta Wolf, Red Wolf. It's not none of those things. We're talking just pure uh, mechanical engineering 
that's accomplishing this depending and you can tune that based on caliber and design because it's not just one caliber you could do this with all of the with all of the sam yang class guns correct that's correct okay that's correct. yeah so keep the questions coming guys if you have questions uh keep them coming because um this is pretty fascinating i want to i want to share with you guys here in a few minutes i want to share with you uh the, the crony numbers i got um from my stock dragon claw as compared to the one that was sent to me, which was just a customer's gun that they were gracious enough to loan out, correct? Correct. Yeah, so that was just a gun that was supposed to go to a customer. They were gracious enough to let us use it. So that wasn't a custom get-it-to-Rick special gun. That was an actual customer gun. Correct. So, yeah. So, yeah, Raphael saying, make sense, timing, and flow is key then. And that's exactly right. And, again, when you were talking about the patented side of things, well, that's why you got a patent, <laughs> right? Right. One of the key items that our patent office requires is that the uh, the new idea be, uh, I guess this is redundant, be novel and not obvious to those that are skilled in the art. So uh, the features that we have are considered to be unique enough to to merit a patent or cool. else, you know, somebody else's valve or technology would would not allow us to get a patent since we're not different enough or new enough or non-obvious enough. Cool. All right, so let's talk a little bit about, um, actually, let me just bring up the crony numbers now. Um, and we are talking about some some fairly technical things. So um, for those that aren't aren't into Ultra tech, I get that this episode may be a little bit like yawn, but for those that are techies that like tinkering and like to get the most power out of their stuff, uh, this is pretty cool stuff. All right. I, I find this fascinating. Um, all right. So when I was before, before we did anything, you know, as you guys, you know, I don't have my facts, not fluff hat on today, but that's, that's a big part of what I do. And, and before we even were going to, show the cap dragon you know mark made some pretty incredible claims to me he said that there by the end of their shot curve the last shot is more powerful than your most powerful shot you'll get in the factory one i'm like well that's some bold claims um but we ran it through the we ran it over the chronograph and doggone it if he wasn't right so um i'm gonna read you uh now i did get more shots out of my dragon claw but none of them were even close to the power output. So I got 10 shots out of mine and I topped out at 228 foot pounds. Um, and frankly, my Dragon Claw, as far as a flat shooting big bore is, is really good. I mean, it's just a factory gun. I haven't done anything to it. It's really a good shooting gun, but it's right at that 228. That's the best I got. Uh, everything else was really around 200. Um, I think I, it was like 219, 220, 228, 219, 225. And then it dropped into the two, like 200, 211, 219, 207, So I don't know how the laws of Texas read if every shot has to be over the 230. Um, but, um, yeah, if it's 230 foot pounds here in Texas, I didn't have a single shot that would classify me as being legal. Right? Um, that's a problem. I love the gun. I want to hunt with it. Yeah. Here in uh, 
here in North Idaho, uh, well, all of Idaho, um, the uh, minimum is 350 foot pounds. Wow. Okay. So a whole lot more. Um, so, all right. So this is what I got with his, with his upgraded gun. Um, I got six shots. Um, that's when it, it, I hit the part on the gauge where I stopped shooting, which was right at where it goes from out of the yellow into the red or just about ready to hit the red or whatever. I think it's red, yellow, and green. Is that how it works? Or is it? Uh, yellow is the low end. Okay. Yellow, green, and red. Oh, red's the high. Too much. I got you. Okay. Yep. So I was about to drop into the, I don't want to go lower than this color, whatever, the yellow. Um, my first shot, you guys, and I was shooting a 336 grain slug. So I was shooting the Hunter Supply 336s. Um, 469 foot pounds. So, yeah, that's a lot. It's double. It's double. Yeah. Okay, that's double. Um, and then we saw a fairly consistent drop all the way down to shot six. And my last shot, shot six, was 236 and a half foot pounds. So the last shot on the curve had more energy than my most powerful shot on my stock gun. Now, yes, we went from 469 to 236. So is that like a crazy huge drop? Well, yeah, but this is now hunting legal. And if I'm hunting something, I'm probably getting one, maybe two shots before it's no longer in range or it's run off or I've, I've either done what I need to do in two shots or I ain't going to do it. Um, and those two shots, I'm sitting at 469, well, say 470 and 430. So uh, either way, I'm in good shape with those two shots. Even the third shot would be legal with for you in Idaho. Idaho, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you just said. The third shot was 378 or th um, 378 foot pounds. So you're looking at a gun that, again, for me, is one of my favorite designs. I absolutely love the design of the Dragon Claw. It's short. It's 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 compact. I it's heavy-ish, but that doesn't bother me. Um, I love. I just love the design and look of it. It's very traditional, uh, and I can. I'm just very comfortable with it. Um, I don't have to go with some super 58, 62 inch <laughs> monstrosity to get a bunch of power. I'm able to do it with something I'm already very comfortable with. And, you know, that is some pretty cool, that's pretty cool numbers. Um, and we tested all that before we took this thing live because we wanted to make sure that I was doing what it said and it flat out did it. And Angie did some shooting. I did some shooting too. She's better at it than I am, which is really sad. She's she's actually gone to a hunt, guys. So she's out hunting duck, I think, this week. Um, yeah, she's cleaned my clock many, many times this, the, over the expo. But she was able to put all her shots on on steel at fifty yards, even with the uh, even with the drop in. I don't know why those are shutting off. Um, even with the drop in power at fifty yards, it really didn't matter. So it was impressive. So I kick it back over to you, Mark. Okay. Yeah. I technically right actually i got a question i got a question this is a great question because steve uh, i don't know if you were in earlier um but steve's question is right would be my concern that we talked about in the beginning so steve's asking this question rick does this set up set up where does this set up where the gun out quicker kind of like nitrous in an engine 
Um, I'm going to let you answer. Short answer is no, um, but I'm going to let you say why it doesn't work. So that that's a. This is why I like this design. Okay, this and designs like it. Uh, but Mark, go ahead and tell me why it uh, it doesn't do that. Well, so the the where concerns would be on the you know hammer and the spring and the valve uh, valve rod, if you will. The <clears throat> Uh, we're not using any more force than the factory uh, hammer and spring. So there's nothing in that mechanism that's opening the valve that's going to cause increased wear or damage, um, like some of the options out there where the spring is stronger and the hammer is heavier, and uh, you're going to be, uh, uh, you know, breaking things or wearing things out faster. We uh, uh, actually, our valve opens with less force than the factory valve does. Even though we're opening a much larger area, it takes less force to open our valve than the factory gun. So in that sense, you could say we're improving the longevity of the gun. Yeah, that was, Steve, your question is exactly what I had at the very beginning, because as I said earlier, my only experience was with modding air guns to get more power was you hit it harder. Um, and that is not what they're doing. And that was what really intrigued me with the whole, um, the whole design. It just makes that work better. Uh, the whole gun works better. And Lightspeed saying he agrees 50 cal is pure hunting, set it for, set it up for two power shots and call it a day. I added call it a day. He didn't say that. That was my words. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, I don't need, I don't need 10 shots out of my 50 cal. You know, if I was just coyote hunting or pesting or that kind of thing, I'd, I'd frankly take my factory dragon claw because I get more shots. I'd have more opportunities. I wouldn't be having to hunt air in the middle of a coyote hunt or something. Um, but if I was going after a big hog or deer or something that was significant enough where I wanted, I wanted enough gas in the tank to know I had some overhead to drop it, then the modified cap dragon is freaking awesome and getting to shoot it was just a lot of fun um it had it has the dynamic of the of the shot was it was it was more like a gentle push than a slap and i don't know if that's a function of how you guys are transferring that air into the barrel because it's not just one slam it actually continues to to fill that volume until the arrow or the bullet goes out, excuse me, it's an arrow, the bullet goes out, that it had a different feel of rapport in my shoulder. It just felt different. It was very comfortable to shoot, loud as hell. Um, so that's why we're wearing ear protection, but that doesn't bother me. I like it loud, doesn't bother me at all. So, yeah. Well, so you can, you can put the silencers, it has a threaded barrel, so if you want to quiet it down, um, We've been using the Donnie FL with the extension, and uh, it quiets it down very nicely. Yeah, that might be fun to play with. I may, I may reach out to Donnie. I, I know that what we're going to be doing is Angie has a, a Dragon Claw, and we're going to be getting that out to you for Gateway Air Guns and ask you to modify it. And then we're going to let Angie do some grip reviews and also do some hunting with it. So, I mean, that's forthcoming. That's not going to happen tomorrow, but... You know, this is a great technology. Um, now, we've talked about the Dragon Claw. Real quick, let me just say about pricing, guys. Um, first of all, remember, there's a coupon. If you go to the Airgun Expo, there's a coupon. Expo 22 will get you $200 off a new gun. And 
Air, uh, Expo Upgrade 22, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll get you $100 off uh, upgrading your existing gun. So check those out. But, I mean, you're looking at right now regular retail, in air quotes, is twelve thirty two fifty. So you take $200 off that, you're just over $1,000. Um, that's, I think, that's a lot of value in something that is really unique with a ton of power. Now, you also do the other calibers. And I was talking to somebody, it might have been you, it might have been somebody else. No, I think it was Tyler from Pro Shop. That the 35 caliber seems to be like the redheaded stepchild with big bores. But it's got a lot of potential. What are you guys able to do with, say, the Recluse? Because that's, I have one of those too. I love that gun. What are you guys able to do with that? So um, on the Recluse, uh, now every gun that we get from Korea is just a little bit different. So, you know, we see variation gun to gun, but the the peak performance that we've seen out of the uh, Recluse um, We've seen up to, uh, uh, on air, we've seen up to 380 foot-pounds out of the recluse. Um, you say 380? Yeah. It, so That's it a comes, lot. Factory is somewhere around 180, I believe. And, uh, now, that might be a little high. I don't think it's that high. But um, the, uh, uh, now on helium, we've actually recorded 425 foot-pounds out of the recluse. Um, so we got a couple more questions. We got a couple more questions. Ready? And I believe Air Guns of Idaho, uh, in your backyard, I guess. Uh, uh, is there any more Air Guns in the future? And I'm guessing, are you working on other guns besides the Sam Yang? If I have that question wrong, let me know. Uh, and then Steve is asking, what's your warranty? Um, so if he has a gun, if he buy, if somebody buys a new gun or they have you upgrade theirs, what's the warranty period? So we offer uh, a one-year warranty um, on all of our upgraded units, whether it's, uh, you know, you send in your old one. Uh, we, we provide a warranty for the upgraded guns and the guns that we, uh, you know, buy from the factory and upgrade brand new. So, so there is no risk to your warranty um, by using ours because we'll replace the factory warranty with one that's just as good. Um, and, uh, so there was another question besides the warranty. Right. And I think this is, I think this is what he means. Are there other air guns that you're working with this technology to incorporate this technology into? Our technology is universal. We can apply it to any PCP style air gun. Um, some air guns lend themselves well to our technology and other ones are more difficult. At this stage, all that we have are the uh, Seneca big bores. Um, we we can apply it to other guns, um, um, and and our, we have those in the works. But shall we say that at this point, uh, the identity has to remain uh, yes secret. <laughs> we there look they, when when I was having Travis up here every every week, and I need to get Travis back up because it's fun to do that with him too. Um, because before the show, we'll be talking, and he'll show me something, and I and, and I, he can't show it to other people. So, so it's um uh, that whole uh, I tell you, but I have to kill you is uh, is alive and well. They're they're sort of have been through that particular. Uh, 
that path before. Um, but you were showing me some stuff that you're working on with the Seneca line. Is that something you want to share or show them, show them a little of that, or you want to keep that in reserve for a little bit? Well, so uh, the our hot rod Seneca Wingshot Two shotgun, um, we we went out and we took a turkey hunt, uh, took a turkey with it. Um, you can see that video on our Facebook page. Um, but uh, now, so when I say hot rod, we put in the largest valve we've ever made. Um, we did a whole lot of modifications to the action area. Um, we changed the buttstock uh, to more of an AR style. We uh, we extended the barrel and we ran it on helium, which gives us the highest performance. We call that our, our race fuel. Um, but yeah, I, I can show you this. It's a very much a custom one-off uh, prototype uh, shotgun here, but you can see it on a, on our Facebook page. So with a 34-inch barrel, Okay. Very, very long gun, but we've got <laughs> up to 1,020 foot-pounds out of this gun. Um, we were shooting 7 8 uh, ounce of shot at 11, 17 feet per second, um, which is 410 equivalent shotgun. Um, and uh, it, it, it harvested the turkey extremely well. I would imagine so. Was there anything left of it? <laughs> we did a neck shot so that there was still something edible. Good. Because, uh, I mean, that would be ideal about Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, one of – boy, on the other one, I'd like to have it a little further along. That's fine. Then that's, We'll just save it. Look, I mean, we're friends now. So, I mean, if you guys like talking with Mark, we'll have him back up. We'll talk about – all kinds of, of cool stuff. Now we're going to geek out a little bit. We're going to put on our why this matters, and we're going to kind of deal with some air gun um, mythology. You ready to do, you ready to do some air gun mythology debunking, Mark? Uh, engineering, sure. engineering fun. So, all right. So, when when we're talking about guns and the challenges that air guns that you as an engineer have with air guns, there's, there are theoretical limits of how much power you're going to get on air. Now, you've mentioned helium multiple times. And for those that don't understand, and I'm gonna, the scale is going to be wrong, but hey there, Gary. Uh, Gary. Gary is a guy that comes up on the show. He's in his hospital room. Gary, man, thoughts and prayers out to you, my friend. I hope you get better soon. Um, stay in touch. I've been watching you on Facebook and at some point, dude, we got to chat again, and I look forward to you getting healthy and doing some, doing some more air gun reviews. So, get well, my friend, and and stop going to the hospital and get sick already, would you? Um, okay, so like an air molecule, let's say the air molecule is that big. Okay, if I've got a hole to put something that big through, I can only get so many through at a time. Okay, right? A helium, a helium, or a helium atom, excuse me, not a molecule, right, is like that big. Scales off. All right, guys, scales off. But imagine if I have something this big going through a hole that big, well, bigger, but I can only get so many through, right? So a helium atom, which is teeny tiny, I can get a lot more of those through the same hole, right? Yes. And that allows you to get more energy, more power, more velocity, 
And we need to talk about the ghost bullet. Okay, because I'd never heard about a, such a thing. And this is going to make your, your brain melt a little bit, everybody. So stay with us as we talk about the ghost bullet, because I would have never thought of this. But let's let's talk a little bit about, one, the ghost bullet and what you're overcoming when you go to helium and why it's so much better. It's a finite gas. So don't go buy up all the helium and use it all up, guys, because we need it for other things. But okay. you guys, <laughs> yes, I don't want to run out, right? We might need it for something. But but Elon let's, Musk is using quite a bit for his rockets. Yes, let's 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 we need some for our air guns, Elon. So just knock it off already, right? Maybe he could share some. A little bit. Oh yeah. a bit. A couple million dollars worth be fine. All right. But let's talk let's talk about one the ghost bullet, because I did not know what Mark was talking about when he said it. But let's talk about that for a moment. And then we'll talk a little bit about how why helium is a good option. And my question is have you worked with um, lighter than air mixtures that's not like pure helium, but like not air either? That's better than air, but maybe not pure helium. So first question is, let's talk about the ghost bullet. Second question is why helium is the best option. And then the third question, unless we have other questions, is have you worked with other mixtures that have, have shown promise? So let's start. You ready? Balls in your court. Go for it. So, uh, <clears throat> with modern air gun pressures, you know, we're talking between 3,000 to 4,500 psi. Um, the density of air no longer is uh, insignificant. You know, when you're when you're dealing with the smaller calibers and lower pressures, um, then the the air density is uh, a factor you can ignore. But when we're talking big bore air guns, we're talking modern air gun pressures, um, it's very easy to have your propellant itself, just the propellant weigh equal to the bullet that you're shooting. So um, the one, one cubic inch of air at atmosphere weighs 0.327 grains. So you go to 100 atmospheres or 100 bar, right? Uh, that cubic inch now weighs, uh, you know, close to a uh, hundred. Well, let's take it all the way to 300 bar. That cubic inch of air compressed down to, you know, to where it, it, it's at that level of pressure. We're talking 300 grains in a cubic inch, right? So how many cubic inches are there in your 50 cal barrel? Um, on the Dragon Call, you're looking at about five cubic inches. So you fill a, a five cubic inch volume with uh, three thousand. Well, no, I was talking three hundred bar. I mean, my terms confused. But anyway, you're looking at uh, uh, grain weights that are equal or greater than the bullet itself. So you have to spend the energy to push those grains out of your barrel. But the problem is that only the lead makes it to the target. The grain weight of propellant dissipates, right? So you have a ghost bullet, but you have to, you still have to spend the energy on the ghost bullet, even though it doesn't make it to the target. So the biggest advantage of helium in the ghost bullet issue is that you can uh, that that it only weighs one seventh the weight of air, right? So now for the same pressure. 
you're going to have one seventh the grains of propellant with helium compared to the grain weight of propellant with air. So that gives you a, a, a huge advantage. More of the pressure can be applied to the bullet and less to moving the propellant out of your barrel. Did you guys catch that? Because that took me a little bit to sort of, my brain's a little, a little melted. It's all right. We'll, 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 we will recover. But it's, it is, it, it, it's, it starts to make sense now why there's such a diminishing return as you get these longer barrels and you get, you have so much more volume. Cause it's like, if, if I remember watching way back uh, in some of the older episodes of top of top gear or is it top? Yeah. Top gear. And they had the Bugatti and they wanted to go like an extra five miles an hour. You know, they were at 200. They want to go 205. And that extra little bit was like, I mean, they had to add like an, an incredible amount of horsepower to get that extra little bit. And what you're talking about is every time you make more length and you're more pressure, you're actually, it's not just the bullet. You're actually, you're creating additional overhead to get the bullet out the barrel. Correct. And so by, by going to something like helium or something else, else that's lighter than air, you're actually reducing your overhead while maintaining your, your, your performance. I don't know if this analogy fits, but let's say that on your crossbow, you could either use a lightweight polymer string or a steel cable. Um, the heavier the mass is that you use to accelerate the arrow, the slower your arrow goes. Right, because you got you're moving two things. Yep. Yeah. And the problem with air is it's invisible, right? So you don't think about it. You don't, you know, you don't give it any consideration. But when you get it to uh, you know, 200 to 300 bar, um, you know, 300 times as dense as what's sitting around us, it's no longer insignificant. Yeah. It, it can right. easily be equal or greater than the weight of the bullet you're shooting. Okay. So here's, now let's go into the helium. So one of the things with helium is because the atom is so small, it means that the guns are far more prone to leak. So... I mean, it's sort of like the SR-71 on the tarmac is leaking fuel. <laughs> but once it gets to atmosphere, once it gets up, everything swells up, it seals up, it's good to go. But it's porous down on the ground, right? But we we don't want our guns leaking. You don't want to put 5,000 or whatever, 3,000 PSI helium in your gun and have it down to nothing before you even take a shot. So how do you guys address the, the leakage of helium? Because your guns are... are if somebody wants to go, you, we were talking about this. If somebody wants to shoot at 470 foot pounds today, but almost 800 foot pounds tomorrow, all they do is fill the gun with helium. Correct. They, no they, they don't have, yeah, they don't have to. They don't have to change. You no know, hammer changes, spring changes, nothing. It'll just run on helium or air, pure, true dual fuel with no changes to the gun, other than you get a lot more performance on helium, and they have a lot more energy. But it, you've also dealt with the leakage problem. So tell me how you cracked that nut, because that couldn't have been easy to deal with. Well, the, a lot of air guns use nylon um, in their seals, and nylon actually has a 1% to 2% porosity to helium. So even if the valve is doing what it's supposed to, the material, it will leak helium through it like a sponge in a way. Not that fast, but it, it's still 
as far as a helium atom is concerned, it, there are holes that it can go through. So we use what's known as Astron. It's a engineering polymer um, that uh, is 100% uh, non-porous to helium. So uh, it's, not, it's not just how the valves are, are polished and seated. Um, it's, it's the valve material. Um, we use we upgrade O-rings um, so that the O-rings are helium compatible, um, so that the entire system, you know, we unlike a lot of manufacturers, if you use helium in our Cap Dragons or any of the upgraded guns, we will still honor the warranty. Where a lot of manufacturers, uh, your warranty is gone if you put helium in your gun. Gotcha. So, all right, so. We, we, that's how we address it, by using the proper materials that are, are non-porous to helium and compatible with the helium. Cool. So, third question. I don't want to go buy helium. Is there something else that I can use? Is there some other uh, combination of lighter-than-air gases and some sort of mixture? I don't want to run hydrogen either because I don't want to have a a bomb where it explodes in my face or something, a micro Hindenburg or something. You don't want a Hindenburg? <laughs> no, no. Although if you could get an igniter rigged up and have it go off just at the right time, we could really get some acceleration of that bullet. But then we have a firearm and then we have a whole nother problem. Now you have a firearm. <laughs> yeah. A little piezo igniter, you know, it's like you pull the trigger, it lights it. Anyway, that's a topic for another day. Um, but what have you worked with that's lighter than air, that's maybe not helium, that you've had some success with? Maybe it's nothing. I, I haven't asked you this question, so I, I'm just no. curious. So in our patent, we actually have a proprietary blend. Now, you mentioned hydrogen. Um, there are ratios of helium and hydrogen mixed together that are non-flammable. Um, but we also have proprietary ingredients that... Uh, extend the non-flammability. So uh, this is one of the factors about helium that we haven't talked about. Um, in, in internal ballistics, there's, uh, I think, Hatcher's Notebook going way back when, right? Hatcher's Notebook talks about the limitation uh, to the maximum speed of a bullet. And it comes down to the speed of sound in the propellant. Right. Uh, the speed of sound behind the bullet, you know, everywhere else doesn't really matter, but but right behind the bullet, what is the speed of sound in that gas that's directly pushing on the bullet? So at room temperature air, you've got about 1130 feet per second at room temperature. So the two main things that affect the speed of sound in any gas is the molecular weight and the temperature. So the reason why firearms reach such high velocities is because the temperature of the gas is very, very elevated, and therefore the speed of sound is very elevated. But we're dealing with room temperature air. And so if you survey the market, you see that most air guns top out somewhere around 1,000 to 1,100 feet per second. And that's because of the speed of sound in air. Now, speed of sound in helium is 3,300 feet per second. So you're not going to reach the speed limit of helium until you're pushing 3,000 plus feet per second. The speed of sound in hydrogen is 4,000 feet per second. So it, 
as, when you're when you're going supersonic, your your speed limit limitation is going to be based upon. And now this is internal ballistics. A lot of people say, well, helium inside the gun doesn't change the speed of sound outside the gun. Well, that's true. But you need the speed of sound inside the gun to be fast enough so that you can go supersonic outside the gun. The, yeah, the you know we're not changing the speed of sound in the atmosphere, but inside the gun to for the gas to keep chasing that bullet once it gets past uh, uh, 1,100 feet per second, you need something that has a higher speed of sound to keep up with the bullet to keep applying pressure beyond that velocity. Okay, now everybody's brain is now melted. Sorry. Uh, so no, that's fine. I'm teasing. I think I think we get it. I mean, there's just the the idea that there are these engineering and physical physics limitations of these things. It's good for people to know. That's why when you diesel your brake barrel, you get higher velocity, right? Because you're you're creating an explosion, raising the temperature, creating something that is faster, way faster than the speed of sound inside the gun blasting that thing out. That's why you get those, the higher velocities. That's why you don't get it when you don't diesel it. Yep. So, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so the answer to my question was yes, but, but it's proprietary blend is, <laughs> um, uh, we did have somebody ask, what if you use straight nitrogen? Is there any advantage there? There's a small advantage in straight nitrogen. Um, uh, so the average molecular weight of air is 29. Uh, the molecular weight of pure nitrogen is 28. Um, oh, okay. you know, the molecular weight of hydro, uh, of helium is two. Um, so, uh, there's a huge gap, right? Between air and helium. There's a small advantage to nitrogen. Um, and a lot of times the, the other advantage to nitrogen isn't ballistic related. It's just you, when you buy pure nitrogen, it's dry, right? So you don't have yeah. to worry about moisture. But, uh, but yeah, there, there is a very, very small gain on using nitrogen because it is a, a slightly lighter gas than pure air. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, it is 720. Can you believe we burned almost a whole hour? And I'm not even started yet. I know you haven't even got you haven't even got it going yet. I know, I know. Um, all right. So the other thing we haven't talked about is is those that are totally mental that want to use the uh, your technology, uh, which I think is completely. I'm, I'm teasing, guys. Don't take me serious. I'm goofing here. Um, completely um, uh, uh, irresponsible to try and shoot arrows out of these guns, <laughs> which has got to be. A, one of the most lethal ways uh, to somebody's asking about argon uh, as an option too. Um, that's an inert gas. That'd be what's the weight of argon? Um, it's lighter than air, uh, so argon would be an option. Uh, and I like to call our gun a multi-gas gun, right? It's a hybrid. You can use multiple different propellants. Um, so right now, the most common ones are air, nitrogen, or helium. Um, you know, our proprietary blend isn't like universally distributed um, and our, uh, uh, you know, argon, I have a lot of customers that happen to be welders, so they love the helium uh, and, and argon is an option. It would be uh, less expensive, but it would be faster than air. Cool. Um, all right. So 
arrow guns. What are what are you seeing with your arrow guns when you're trying to run like the the uh, air bolts or something out of these things? So we've seen uh, 680 to 700 feet per second on the 430 grain arrows. So that right there is two times more kinetic energy than the most expensive, fastest crossbow you can buy. Um, that is, I, I took a pig with a dragon claw and an air bolt. It was the most lethal thing I'd ever seen. I cannot imagine how uh, that is just talking about extending the useful range. Because when I was hunting with the air bolt, never having done archery or anything before, I didn't understand flight time. But you are dramatically reducing flight time at that because you're looking, then you're looking at 40 or 50 yard shots could be doable. Oh, yes. Yeah. I would, I would say that at 700 feet per second, you know, a hundred yard shot is doable. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Okay. So question here, more questions. We got them coming here. Um, what power levels are you getting from small bore guns? I happen to know a little bit about this. So you guys uh, don't get too excited because there's no, there's nothing on the getting ready to sell right now, but tell them some of the power levels you've been getting out of say a 22 or 25. On air, let's let let's keep helium out of the equation. This is from the laboratory, right? Lab. This is, okay. This is prototype, not production, but uh, on a twenty-two caliber gun, uh, we were running forty-five hundred psi reservoir regulated to two fifty, uh, so three three thousand six twenty-five, something like that. Um, so as a regulated gun, we're getting uh, 10 shots per fill at 170 foot pounds. And a 22? And on a 25, we've been over 180 foot pounds. Um, with when the development is finished, we figure we can be pushing 200 foot pounds out of a 25 cal. See that to me, I, I'm really excited. I know guys like Joe, um, if he could get his hands on a um, a rig that could be pushing that kind of velocity and small bore. I mean, prairie dogs wouldn't have a chance out to a thousand yards. They'd be, they'd be in trouble. Um, that's awesome. I got a gentleman here. Bruce says, Hey buddy, love mine. He's talking about his, his cap dragon. Uh, I've taken my deer with my cap dragon at 97 yards. So that's a good, good testimony. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, we have his picture up on our Facebook page. He he put three 50 cal bullets at 75 yards through basically the same hole. Yeah, this that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Air Guns of Idaho is where can you get a 22 cal? You missed the part, dude, where he said this is this is lab stuff. Um, so not yet. If if all goes well, you know maybe we'll see. Maybe that'll see the light of day. But guys, we're actually kind of running out of time. So. I, uh, I want to really, really quickly kind of go back through a few things. First and foremost, and, and I, I'm going to try not to overstep here. Is this not what I'm doing? Mark has not asked me to say this, all right? Uh, but they're a small company, a small business, right, Mark? I mean, you're not independently wealthy. I mean, you and Elon are not having lunch tomorrow. Uh, that I know of, you didn't win the Powerball. Um, but, uh, but anyway... Um, we got some uh, some nonsense going on here. Let me uh, report that user. Uh, there we go. We'll just report that and so forth. There we go. Um, get rid of this garbage. 
I need to have, um, I need to get my, my wife often will be, in fact, you guys, what we're going to be doing, we're going to be moving the show to, um, to the studio and we're going to be doing it more like we did for, um, Arrogant Expo. So we're going to be doing a lot more of this kind of stuff, uh, which would be cool. Anyway, um, Mark's a small business, right? Um, he's funded this out of his own pocket to get this up and running. Um, it's very expensive to register a patent and do these things. I think personally having shot his gun and I know Angie shot it and others that, that own it have, I've not heard anybody have anything bad to say about it. They all love the product. What I hope is that you guys love it too. Okay. Um, and I hope that you guys will take some time and check over his websites, plural, and look over the material and consider uh, a Cap Dragon or a Recluse or a 909 or a Wing Shot or one of these other guns as something that might be your next big bore. Um, because, gosh, we need we need more small boutique builders um, in the in the air in the in the industry. We need that. They guys, we actually need that. Um, for many reasons. One, it I think it's great when we have an independent uh, American owned and operated. I, that's correct, Mark. Correct, American owned and yes. operated yeah. uh, company uh, that is um, putting food on their table and probably some tables, some other folks too. Uh, that kind of thing is cool and awesome, and I think we should do what we can to support it. And you're not you're not going in the hole if you buy one. And what I mean by that, you're not subsidizing without getting a real return on what you're paying for. Um, these are really cool air guns. So I want to encourage you guys to, to take a look at this stuff, um, share this video with your friends, let them know about um, Mark and what he's doing, about the air guns he's building. And yeah, I would love to see some small bore stuff. I would love to see um, a, a nice 30 cal shoot some slugs. I'd love to see some stuff out there um, that would really kind of, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I, I guess I'll save all my hopes and dreams. I'll talk to Mark after afterwards, and we'll come up with some ideas. But I would love to see this company really crushing it and um, doing very well uh, in the market. So but for that to happen, uh, I kind of need you guys to consider them for your next big bore air gun or mid bore if you consider the 35 a mid bore. Um, but take a look at their stuff. Let people know about what they're doing. If you have a if you have a Dragon Claw 909 uh, Recluse Wing Shot that you want it doing more, well, look them up because you get $100 off that upgrade right now, uh, which I think is a great deal. Um, that's going to be it. I want to say thank you to Mark. Uh, I'll give you a couple minutes here, Mark, to, to wrap up. But I want to say thank you to Mark. I want to say thank you to Airgun Pro Shop for sponsoring uh, Let's, uh, Let's Talk Air Guns tonight. And... Uh, obviously, Mark, for uh, for coming up here and, and hanging out with us tonight. Mark, you have any final words? Well, everybody, come visit our, our Shopify store and our Facebook page. I, Facebook is where I do a lot of updates, um, uh, and it's easier for a non-web person like me to do update, updates there. Uh, so, uh, obviously, uh, there's, you know, we even have Aragon Angie up there. There you go. Yeah, I just I just pulled it up for him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the yeah, um, and uh, we're here. Here we answer the phone. Uh, we don't have a big call center where you talk to someone other than us. So 
uh, you know, we'll uh, answer your questions if you have any. And uh, we look forward to having you guys experience what uh, um, Cap Dragon shoots like. Yeah. It's awesome, guys. So that's going to be it. Um, if you guys have, Bruce is saying great customer service too. Um, so if you guys have questions, look them up. Mark, thank you for coming up. Guys, if you like these kinds of shows where we have guests on, it makes my job easier. I like it personally. Um, let me know because we can do this. We can do this more often for sure. Um, and we can just, uh, yeah, we can we can have more fun and we can talk air guns because that's what this is all about. Mark, uh, when I hang up with them, don't go anywhere. I got to speak with you for a few minutes, but that's going to be it, guys. Thank you for joining us tonight and I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we got Thanksgiving coming up, so have a great holiday season. We got a, all kinds of cool stuff going on. So, uh, Gary, please get better, dude. I hope you feel better and uh, quit, uh, quit getting sick, dude. We need you making some videos for us. That's going to be it, guys. Have a great night, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Night. Okay. Cool. Yeah.